And I actually said to you, I was like, babe, I know, I know how impatient you are. Don't test like, you know, the next day. Oh, like, yeah. She said, do not take any tests on board the ship. And I actually had a friend going on the ship with me and you had worded her up and said, I know, because I know promise you. me you won't let her take tests. But unbeknown, like unknown to anyone, I literally boarded that ship with about 70 <laughs> tests and I was honestly peeing on a stick morning and night the oh. whole time. Hi, I'm Hayley. And I'm Fiona. Welcome to What the IVF, episode three. We made it. How we did cool. make it. That's a big call. That's big for us. It's, yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, look, if you haven't sort of had a listen to, to our last episode, we basically made the call or we did make the call on whether we wanted to go with an anonymous donor or a known donor. Uh, all the fun details if you want the awkward encounter and everything that came with it. Uh, you can catch that in the last episode, but we ended up coming to the conclusion that we were going to go unknown donor. Unknown, yeah. Anonymous donor is the call. And fast forward a few months and we're off the anonymous donor list. And we got some sperm. Woo! <laughs> how, do you, how do you celebrate that? I mean, do you have like a I'm off the donor list party? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. You're right. That's no. We just went. All right, let's start. <laughs> we're like, where do I get my like, needles? <laughs> jab me. We <laughs> jab me. You say that now, but boy, after the first jab, you were like, get them away. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're off the anonymous donor list, and we are ready to get you jabbed and knocked up. Fun times. Uh, for anyone wondering why we didn't go straight to IVF, though, which I think. I, quite a few people actually asked me this when we first were doing this, is like, why are you not going straight to IVF? You actually can't go, or you can go straight to IVF, but you don't get covered by You don't get Medicare. any rebate. Yeah, and it's really, re- it's a very expensive process. Oh God, so yeah. I think you, um, we were told we'd have to do, I think it's three IUI attempts. Yeah, before you can before get your rebate. Before you can get the rebate. Um, so that's what we decided to do. Yeah, so we thought, we just, well, look, IUI, we'll start with IUI. We've given it a crack at home. What's what's the harm in doing it at a clinic? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we thought, yep, all right, we're going to do IUI. And, yeah, that was that was the call. So, you know, we had the, the meeting with our – well, it wasn't really a meeting. It was so, so much of a, just a phone call with our fertility specialist and begun the process. Um, actually, it's probably something worth noting is you – We'll rarely speak to your fertility specialist or in yeah, our you, circumstance. You just don't. We basically I mean, spoke. I could count on my hand how many times we spoke to him. You actually, I feel like we texted him like a couple of times. I don't feel, did we ever speak to him? But you end up just speaking to nursing teams. Oh, man, so many people. You will never, ever remember that, Remember their names. It's, yeah, it's, it's really. You speak to the, the donor the donor team and then there's the nurse team and I swear neither teams communicate because no none of the teams communicate yeah. from our experience we were we'd be ready to go and they'd be like oh you haven't filled in this form and or you need oh, to get that forms, signed form so forms. like form signed and it was just like a never-ending process yeah um, um yeah so many so many forms but anyway not not giving our clinic a bad name like they were great it's just a process that we didn't expect or uh, yeah. yeah we just didn't expect that to be the way it goes anyway we're gonna get you knocked up the right way <laughs> so uh, our my well our fertility specialist 
didn't put me on any drugs in the lead up to yeah. the IUI. Um, yeah, which is strange because weird. I mean, reading on the forums and stuff, a lot of people do go on a lot of drugs and you know injections and and things before you have your IUI. But he said he didn't want to. He wanted to. Do it naturally. Um, I did have the trigger, a trigger injection yeah, that's to right. take. Yeah. yeah. But I had lots of um, lots of blood tests in the lead up to it. So yeah. I was already oh. a bit of a pincushion. <laughs> the joys that come with this process. But, yeah, no no injections, like no – other than the blood tests, there were no sort of um, pre-injections to, I guess, stimulate anything. anything. No. All, all I had to do was take – a trigger to make sure I was ovulating and unfortunately you're at work when I had to take it so guess who stepped up to the plate I had to go and ask Shaz Haley's mum um to help me and she was so cute she was like oh I'm you know I'm being part of the process to create my grandchild this is amazing and it was just so sweet I was pretty cute just get the needle in just do it (laughs) just jab me mom she's like let's come into the bedroom now lie down and I'm like just 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 get it in you can just imagine it it. should we put some romantic music on (laughs) Shaz I was like oh gosh okay the next day it was time to go in and have the IUI so we both went in um, to the clinic and we thought that our fertility specialist would be doing the procedure but to both of our surprise it was just a nurse doing it a complete like a complete random nurse can I just point that out like I was I don't even know how to explain I was I was pretty off it I was like who the hell are you and where is our fertility specialist it's in the name fertility specialist I know but we in fairness we don't actually know if fertility specialists are supposed to do that procedure but I mean we expect we kind of thought they they were yeah we presumed that they would but we had this nurse (laughs) (laughs) and she it was it was a pretty so awkward situation she was kind of like okay so get up on the bed take your pants off all those fun things mm-hmm. and I was like, hello sailor <laughs> um and then it's, it's for anyone obviously of age if you've had a pap smear before it's kind of like similar to that so they're kind of burrowing around down there what a what a term they're burrowing away down there wow (laughs) she she actually said to me she's like okay I need you to cough and I was mortified I was like what and she's like just so I can clamp the opening of I think it was my cervix your cervix so I can so I can find your cervix or something yeah yeah and she's like and like what do you mean you can't find it I was like what are you talking about (laughs) this hideous and then she's like oh no well done found it I was like, oh, my God. She's, like, waist deep you inside honestly, me. I was oh. like, what? And you honestly, like, almost broke my hand oh. in that point. Like, No, 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 no. Not, she had said to me, she's like, okay, so I've, I've got – I'm at the opening. Now, when I'm in you, you'll feel <laughs> so something weird. like uh, a bit of a period cramp. I, I, I was like, okay, I can handle that. Oh, my goodness. That was on a scale of, like, one to ten period cramps are, like, five, six – this was like a 10. This felt like someone had ju- gotten a giant claw and like ripped <laughs> my cervix out. You, you seriously almost, but I was, because you were like, you just squeezed my hand. You didn't even <sighs> say anything. And I was like, I was like, I think oh I my moaned God. like an animal. It was quite painful. That was really unpleasant. Anyway, and then she's like, I'm in. And I was like, oh, oh I hope so. I was like, that is gosh. hideous. 
Oh my gosh, it was such a oh, it was yeah. Full on. I was like, wow, I'm glad that's over. And then, um, but it wasn't though. She had to then go and get like the the sperm to put in. Oh no, that was the sperm going in. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, well, see, I don't even know. All I knew is that yeah, no, that I was had that a... was it. That was it going in. That oh, pain right. apparently was it being put in. Oh, right. that's how it, it marched in it. with swords or something. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> cut their way through. Away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so full on. But then to top it off, so I'm lying there with legs in stirrups, and this nurse was like, and obviously we've done research on all the the bits and bobs that have been that help this process. And I guess one of the things that comes up is the fact if a woman is stimulated, um, it can be beneficial to the process because I guess there's lubricant there that can help. Uh, I don't know the egg sperm I love travel. Listening to this scientist, I know <laughs> I try to scientist no background at all. In oh any of this. dear! But so this lady, the nurse, was like, "Okay, well, there's no one booked in this room after you, so." Feel free to just take your time. Like there's no medical evidence to say that keeping your legs in the air after an IUI does anything. But I think, you know, I recommend that you maybe just like stay here for a bit and just take your time. Just relax. So I'll pop, I'll, I'll head off and I'll leave, I'll close the door behind me and, and just stay here and enjoy the time. Enjoy this moment together. I was like. What was she getting at? Was, and then and then she like left and turned the light out, like pulled the curtain. Like she like pulled the curtains and like dimmed the light. Yeah. And I was and I was like, wait, what? Am I am I supposed to be And I'm still lying there at Legging in Syrups. You were like, okay, should I be going down there? And I was like, definitely not. That is that's a that's a hard keen. no. That's a <laughs> no. I was like, all right, yeah, no. whatever helps. I was, I was like, do not <laughs> go near that area at all. It is like Oh, I've just had like a giant claw rip me out. All parts of me gone. It was so weird though. And then I was like, wait, sure. Like, was she suggesting that? We're just making this up. Like, sure. She didn't say it, but it, I mean, look, if if this wasn't in a clinical setting, like you could, it could have been like, you know, mistaken for Valentine's Day. Like (laughs) it basically like lights were dim, you know, there was, there wasn't music, but it was just like a really like soft mood going on. But still in a clinical environment. Yes. So, I was in a hospital bed yeah. in stirrups. Legs so in I stirrups. was like, there is no way that that's happening. Kinky. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we didn't do it. So we kind of just sat there and just kind of hung out because it was sort of surreal that we got to that point, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, that was, we'd actually started. We'd actually, yeah, reached that first point of, you know, inseminating you. Yeah. Um, you know, as clinical as that sounds, but it was such a big milestone for us and it was it was a really special moment, you know, regardless yeah. of the dimmed lights and yeah. all the weird stuff that, <laughs> that came with it. And then the next fun part came, our first two-week wait. Oh, the two-week wait. Oh. Everyone talks about the two-week wait. The two the two WW, I think it's the acronym, the acronym. on the – but it's – my my sister has actually like I, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. She went through ten rounds of IVF to have her two babies, and she had always said that the two week wait is so hard that you the best option is to book a holiday, go away. And I mean, you can't. It's not really an option to book a two week holiday every time you do a <laughs> two week wait. But yeah. luckily for us on this particular two week wait, um, I was booked to 
you be got, yeah, you on were, a cruise ship for for work reasons, um, and you were off doing a triathlon. So we then, did we did kind of have it wasn't really a holiday. It was sort of like working holiday. Well, I was yeah. exercise holiday. Mine, mine was a working. <laughs> well, holiday. Yours was a working holiday. So we we had plenty of things keeping us busy. And I actually said to you, I was like, babe, I know I know how impatient you are. Don't test like you know, the next day. Oh, like- yeah. She said, do not take any tests on board the ship. And I actually had a friend going on the ship with me and you had worded her up and said, I know, because I know Promise you. me you won't let her take tests. But unbeknown, like unknown to anyone, I literally boarded that ship with about 70 <laughs> tests and I was Honestly. peeing on a stick morning and night the oh, whole time. Can't, I cannot, like I asked your friend, I said, I was like, please, can you just try and monitor? She had no idea. Though. Like, I know, I, she's not going into the bathroom no, with you, obviously. And, but like in fairness, I guess oh, I was I was on a cruise ship and everyone, it was like party, party, party and I kind of guess I just wanted to know. So if it was a no, but I couldn't even take the no as a as an accurate no because yeah, I knew it was way too early. As but I told you, it was I know, far too early. But I still just kind of wanted to know. So anyway, regardless, I was peeing morning and night on that stick. So many tests, and those things aren't cheap. I no. should have I should have even just checked our bank account and be like, notice or not. We should definitely have invested in shares in pregnancy tests. Yeah, before beforehand. Yeah. yeah. We'd be squillionaires. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So you were taking the morning and night unbeknownst to me and I was off doing my triathlon thinking, you know, she's gonna wait because we were meeting up in Byron Bay um like after and I said, let's wait till then, which would have been about eight days after the insemination that yeah. we were gonna do the test. Anyway, regardless, you had done tests morning and night, despite all my efforts and your friend's efforts to stop you, uh, and they were unfortunately showing up negative. Yeah. So I guess in a way you were bracing yourself. I was. Like I, I feel like that for me was like the thought of waiting for the phone call to actually tell me if I was pregnant or not because you have to go in and have a blood test. And waiting for that phone call, like hearing it from someone else, I would much rather know in my own home or, you know, but on on my own than have to have someone tell me Mm. that news. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, it would, it just didn't, it was going to break me less. And and I guess, and and doing it over the lead up of like over a couple of days, like testing, I guess, the hurt is a little bit less every time because you're kind of prepping yourself. Like each negative test, you're like, okay, it's negative again. Okay, so there's a little bit of hurt there. But like, I guess it's just the way I have to. Well, I have Everyone, to do everyone's it. Like, different. Like for me, I was in my mind, I was like, we are not, we are not not pregnant until we get that blood test. Get that blood test. Yeah. Like I have this. I don't know. Yeah. I was. I, I guess I was on the optimistic side. Like, stay hopeful right up until the point that you absolutely know you're not pregnant. So that was my reasoning behind don't test until at least we're together yeah. and at a day where it would possibly show a a true result. So anyway, everyone deals with it differently. Like I've seen people test AM, PM, which you were doing, and yeah. then you know they. I mean, I've I've got a friend like Naomi. She didn't take a test. Ever. Yeah, that's right. And you were 10 rounds. Like that's – I was like, how did you do that? Curiosity. Like would kill me. I, I, I Even I would have to. Like after 10 rounds, like you didn't just happen to pop a test in there. Yeah. No, she waited every time. That's incredible. I know. 
Everyone, but like I said, everyone's, everyone's different. different. Yeah, yeah, everyone's different. We we did meet up in Byron finally after your cruise ship, you know, gallivanting around, and and I'd done my triathlon, and we were actually on a family holiday because just it actually just worked out pretty well that we were on a family holiday. Yeah, it was with pretty your cool. Parents. It was really sweet. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. We were just having a break, taking a break, and we took that that test uh, together, and it was a negative, and it was the first negative that I had seen. Um, and I don't know, it was, it was a hard one to process, you know, you first failed pregnancy and, you know, at that point I was pretty convinced it was a failed pregnancy, but you know, I don't know how, I I don't know how we kind of processed that. It's, I guess I, I'd kind of already processed it. Yeah. And I think, I think as well, like it was a negative and we just were kind of like, I guess, and I guess this is what you have to do on this journey is you kind of can't dwell on that for very long. You kind of just need to push that aside and yeah. keep moving forward because if you dwell on it for too long, it can, you know, it's sad and it can, it can consume it can break you and you. engulf yeah. you and break you. And so I guess we did what, what everyone does. We got, did the test, we hugged, may have cried and then. Dusted our hands and like, okay, right, let's start again. Let's do it again. Um, And it it helps, you know, going back to that, I think we spoke about in the last episode, those IVF support groups on, you know, on Facebook or even Instagram, whatever, wherever you find your support, just to read everyone's stories and you just see how resilient women are and it makes you actually feel stronger. It does. It it makes you back yourself to pick yourself up again and do it again and yeah like of course we you know had a moment where we sat there and were upset and you know disappointed but you do you just you're like okay let's going let's do this again so then we rang our fertility clinic and said okay that's a negative let's how what do we we want to go again Mm. as for the next month Mm. and um unfortunately they said that we well, we're in Byron and we had to be back on in Sydney on the Monday to to start the process. And I think it was like Friday or something when we called them. Yeah, yeah. So we um, had a couple of days to get back, but it was um, the bushfires. Yeah, it was a, it was that devastating twenty nineteen summer. Um, you know where half oh, of Sydney was on fire. Half of sorry, half of New South Wales was, was on fire. Half burning. of Australia was yeah. burning. Was, half of the east coast. Basically, the east coast, coast was, was on, on fire. fire. Yeah, and it was it, just horrendous so sad and we kind of got stuck and we couldn't get back in time so yeah it was it's a hard one because we were gutted at that point you know we obviously wanted to get to Sydney to to start the next round and also because Christmas was coming up the clinic was going to be closed so not only did we need to get to Sydney to do the next round if we didn't get there we'd have to wait another month because yeah. the the clinic was shut over Christmas, so the prospect of having to wait another two months to start again, uh, it, it was you know like freaking out. And so we started making the journey back to Sydney. And as we drove through, because we were driving through the the really horrific and already burnt parts of New South Wales, and it was at that point I actually remember in the car like going, you know, holy crap, like. We've been in this bubble, but, you know, I think it just put things in perspective. Yeah. Like as as much as, as desperately as we wanted to get to Sydney and to start another round of IUI, we, we you know, and as upset as we kind of realised that we weren't going to be able to make it, 
the fact that our whole country was on, you know, our, the East Coast was on fire and we we're just yeah. seeing the devastation around us really put that in perspective and knowing that we've got our health, we have the opportunity to have, a, you know, you know, to start a family and we will have a go yeah. when it when the time is right. Because, yeah, for a few moments there I was like, oh, the world is against us, like this sucks yeah. and, you know, you're just you're getting frustrated and all this kind of stuff and then you're like, you know what, <laughs> you know, yeah. we are so lucky to have each other, we're so lucky to have our health, we have a roof over our head, you know, we were just like, okay, we'll take it, we'll just accept defeat and try when we can try so and for anyone out there who suffered loss throughout that time we send our whole hearts to you well wishes and hope you guys are are doing okay yeah but looking looking forward um we did eventually find the time to have another go and it was at this point we had spoken to our fertility specialist and he actually said to us which was kind of good news I guess if you would if you would say this that we didn't have to do IUI two more times to get the rebate we could actually go straight to IVF based on Fiona's fertility is that right yeah I think because of my age I'm not actually sure of the ins and outs he was just like no the next round you're gonna go do IVF IVF and I (laughs) was like like, all right (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah like you say you just do what your fertility specialist says yeah and um, yeah, that's what we did. And we were going to get, and when he said you're doing IVF, we were like. Well, I was like, I don't think we can afford that. And he said, no, no, um, you can get the rebate. So, yeah. So we didn't really ask any questions. We were like, okay, okay. sweet. No worries. Okay. We can do IVF. We can get some rebate. Great. I think it covers, I don't know. What is it? I don't even know really what it covers. I uh, it's, yeah, it's, it covers it's any, any bit of help helps. So. At this point, we, we when we went to try, we realized that if I fell pregnant at that point where we were about to try, I would literally give birth the month <laughs> of our wedding. Yes. So we were, but we wanted to, we just wanted to plow ahead. So um, between us, we just were like, all right, let's do it. And then we'll, if we, if we get anything, if we get any embryos, We'll freeze them and then we'll pop them in after the wedding. And that just seemed like a really sensible idea, mm. which I guess we probably should have had more of an in-depth discussion with the fertility specialist about that decision, yeah. but we didn't at all. We just kind of went, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we didn't kind of explore. Um, Putting them in straight away. Yeah, we didn't really explore. And, uh, I mean, we didn't sort of know a lot of things like – for example, when you freeze an embryo, there's when you're defrosting an embryo, there's it can damage the embryo. So it's a, it's a small it's percentage, a small percentage, but, but it's like obviously, there. yeah, there. Still. It's a it's a thing, and um, all these all these sort of things that, that I mean, I I think like we did tell the fertility specialist, but he, I'm not. I mean, I don't want to pass the blame onto him, but he didn't really point these stats out. So yeah, and we didn't also look into it all that much we were just like okay we'll freeze the embryo and we'll freeze the embryos whatever we get and put them on ice and deal with it after the wedding because if we put them in you now you will literally give birth down the aisle and we can't (laughs) we can't have that so I mean that was the decision we made and then we went into uh two weeks of needles oh this so many needles yes so many needles I have never seen so many needles 
and you have to take them with you wherever you go. Like if you go out for dinner, if you go out at night, if you go to a wedding, all the things that we were doing, I had to carry this and because everything needs to be refrigerated. Yeah. So I had to carry this bag that they give you with like ice packs in it and take it with me wherever I went. Because you've got got to take them at the exact exact same same time. Like it doesn't – you can't do like 7 p.m. and then 7.30. It has to be – Bang on. Bang on. Yeah. And so – I like, for example, and you know, I went to a wedding with Haley in Victoria. I think it was. Yeah, we were and down. We were down in country Victoria. Country that Victoria. was fun. And but I went to this wedding and I was carrying the bag and I said to the woman behind the bar, "Oh, do you mind if I pop this in the fridge?" And she's like, "Oh, love, like, I know what that is. I've been through that." And I was <laughs> like, so- "Oh my gosh, it's like it makes you like a part of a club because now, now that I know what it is, when I see people with it, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> it's like." Oh. I've, I've I got you, been, girl. I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> and it's so funny because no one else would even pick it. They'd just be like, why is she carrying like a lunchbox? <laughs> this girl really loves making her lunch. <laughs> and then also the fun things about like the places you need to put the needles in because oh, half man. the time people just think you're a junkie. Oh, which... I know. It's so – we had the most awkward – oh, it was so awkward. It was so awkward. Well, like I wouldn't even say it's awkward. It just like looked terribly wrong. So well, – we were driving. This is like pre-wedding. We were driving. We'd to, flown to Melbourne and we were driving to country Victoria. Took, took our little fridge pack on the plane, off the plane, in the car, off we go. And, and Fee's like, okay. I've got to take the needle. I've okay. got to take You need to pull over. You need to find. And there was a, we're coming into a town. I said, just pull in over under a light, like some kind of light. And there was a supermarket. Haley's like, all right, great. There's, I'll go pull into the park, car park. It was like ten, it, well, actually, it was probably eight o'clock. Eight yeah. o'clock. It was and dark. It was dark, and there was like literally one big Ute parked in this car park under a light. And Haley decides to drive up and park next to the Ute, and then I was just like guns blazing, like needles out, all the paraphernalia, like flicking the glass and breaking <laughs> the things and sucking the bits up into the needle and. And then I look up, there's this guy sitting in the ute just looking at us oh, with sheer horror on his face. He oh must have goodness. thought that we were two junkies just pulled so, up. And oh. I was then like, no, like trying to point to my stomach and be like fertility. I was like, no, no, it's not, it's not what you think. And then he just like he started shook his head and he just drove off. Drove off. I was like, oh, my oh, God, I'm mortified. I'm, th- I'm so mortified. I didn't even see. To be honest, you said find a light. I looked for a light. I didn't yeah. even look for the ute. I was like, I didn't yeah. even see the ute when I pulled up. I was like, there's a light. We've got needles. I don't want to stuff it up. <laughs> and just, I was like, just let's get this thing in you. But yeah. and the thing is, like, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get my head around giving myself the needles. So Haley very kindly administered all the needles it's for a, me. It's a big thing for me too because I, I know. hate I hate needles. Like I've fainted many times. Yeah, you did a you did a really good job. But like yeah, I did. There was a, <laughs> there was one night we were out for dinner in Manly for your dad's birthday and we were, oh, yeah, and I was wearing right. a white dress and I was like, okay, time's time to do it. Like let's go, dear. So off we trotted to the bathroom and and I like obviously I must have moved or something happened and you don't normally bleed but this time for some reason when I came back out Haley's mum's like oh Fiona you've bled on the front of your dress there was like a big blood mark leaked through my oh white my dress God. I was like ooh <laughs> a bit rough was, on that one <laughs> we're like oh god um it's nothing it's just no big deal don't worry <laughs> mum being mum was probably panicking but it was fine it was all good 
And then um, during the, that period, you start having blood tests and scans to see how your follicles are growing. Yeah. And to see how everything's tracking. And for anyone that doesn't know, the follicles are like the weird looking, I don't know if I need to explain this, but if anyone is wondering, and not that I'm a scientist, but I, as I think I correctly explain it, it, they're like the sack where your eggs are. Yeah. 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 Uh, Just so, call me Dr. Willis. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I went in and had a scan and they told me I had five follicles, which I was like, I won't lie, like it was really heartbreaking. Like I was like, what, five? That's nothing. That's, that's like I had had friends who, you know, had gotten 20, 30, 40 eggs and you normally get, like one egg out of each follicle so five follicles meant I probably had about five eggs which yeah I was I'm not gonna lie I was pretty disappointed um so I kind of left that um that appointment pretty deflated and of course the first first person I call was my sister obviously because she's my sounding board in this whole situation because she's been through it like 10 times and she was saying Babe, you are like <laughs> floundering through this with me. You have not my true. You, you don't have like the knowledge or the experience. So I beg your pardon. Oh, we're just with fertility. You're very yeah, okay. All right. Um, and she said to me, like, Fee, honestly, it. She said the rounds where she got more eggs, um, there that she was less likely to get very many embryos created out of them she said the times when she only got like just a couple of eggs were the times she got like better and stronger embryos so she was yeah. basically trying to tell me that it's quality over quantity which I kept trying to remind myself but still you get and it, it even like as many times as you tell yourself that yeah it's hard to you know you read in the forums and stuff people are like oh I got you know 38 you know, eggs, and we're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Like so. I was listening to um, other podcasts at the time, and like I was just, you know, listening to all these women and everyone else talk about getting like, oh, I got thirty five. It's like, oh my goodness, I, yeah. It, I don't know. As a woman, it makes you feel really inadequate. I don't know. It's just one of like my body isn't perfor- like everything I was doing to try and like all the needles and all the things like what what's like what more can I do and like my body wasn't responding I believe the way it should be like come on we're <laughs> come on get some more eggs out <laughs> <laughs> come on produce more so after the two weeks and all the scans and I the one with where she told me I had five follicles, she said, you're pretty much ready to go. She said, we'll get you in on the Monday to have the eggs out. And um, and she said, you never know, maybe over the weekend more, more you might get a couple more grow. And I think we're still doing injections, so we'll hopeful yeah. that you might have some more. Yeah, and I had to take the trigger um, to uh, the day before yep. to make That's it all happen. And then I went in to have the eggs extracted and – I was really excited because I went under, which I'm not going to lie. I find, I don't know if it's weird, but I love it. Who like, doesn't love a medicated nap? I, <laughs> I love it. I was like, yay, put me under. Oh, Dad, do whatever you want. Just keep me under as long as possible. Nothing so. wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I got in there, I 
was told that my doctor was away, our fertility specialist was away, and I had a fun surprise. This other lady, um, who was lovely, don't get me wrong, but she was like, um, she was looking at all my paperwork, and she said to me, "Oh, you know, Fiona, um, next time you come in for this, we're going to have to stimulate you a lot more because you know, by looking at everything here, you're very infertile." And I was like, "What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? What? Like, that was the first time that language had been used with me at it's all. Pretty like, horrible. I wasn't here for this. No, you. Were, I, I was at but work. I was just like." If she can so clearly read in my notes that I'm infertile and that I need to be stimulated more if if and when I have to come back because she apparently thinks this isn't going to work and I'm going to have to come back. A whole lot of faith that you've got. Like, <clears throat> like it, I was just like, uh, it was shocking. Like yeah. I, I felt like calling my doctor and being like, mate like come on why didn't you pick up on this and why didn't you stimulate me more like seriously yeah we're paying all this money you sort of think that they would yeah so i was just yeah i went into that whole procedure i was just like oh just knock me out i'm so (laughs) upset i'm so upset and then you get knocked out and then you wake up with pretty horrendous cramping um and you get a number stuck on your hand and um i got a number i got they'd collected five eggs uh, and we were told that they were going to do ICSI, which is where they put our eggs in a dish and then they pick, actually physically pick sperm and put a sperm into each egg. They basically force, they're like, they, f- they tell the sperm you will impregnate. Yeah. Instead egg. of just putting <laughs> the sperm and the eggs in a dish together and letting them naturally kind of do their thing, this is actually like yeah. forcing the sperm into the egg. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really explain the reason why. They didn't no, say if that was I had bad quality eggs or no. if the sperm, like, I mean, the sperm shouldn't be anything wrong with it because it was donor sperm. But, and I know they told it was good quality. Yeah. Anyway, so they were doing ICSI. And so our eggs got put into a dish and we had to play the waiting game again. Um, this part is like what I like to call the hunger games of embryology. Like, yeah. you kind of have this like, few days where you get phone calls from your nurses to get an update every two days or so you get an update on who's lived and who's dead (laughs) or not dead that's awful but that's a terrible it's pretty grim but it's like who's survived and who's yeah not not survived survived. i don't know how to put it what i don't know how they just they haven't they haven't made the cut okay they haven't made the embryo cut so and so at the end of i think it was like the five days we got the call and they told us we had one embryo and, and this actually, this is the part where this frustrated me is that we've gone through this whole process and we're, we'd already decided that we were freezing. And then they tell us that the embryo itself, the one embryo that we've got left has to be a certain grade to freeze. And I was like, what do you mean it has to be a certain grade? You know, what happens if it's not? They're like, well, we just dispose of it. And I'm like, or we can put it in Fiona and hope for the best. I'm like... Well, so you're telling me we've just gone through this. No one's told us that, that there's a possibility that the embryo might not be quality enough to freeze and that the only other alternative would be to put it in you or dispose of it. I was like, why wouldn't you tell us that to start yeah. with? Like, because, you know, luckily for us, this embryo did make the cut and it was able to be frozen. But if it hadn't, we would have had to put it in you and then run the risk of you falling basically heavily pregnant at our very at our wedding yeah and i was like 
this all yeah. this stuff like we no get, one really there's just explained. details and i'm like i feel like i, I mean, just miss these details I mean, like oh we, well we may have i mean it may have been up to us to have kind of researched it who knows no, surely not i don't <laughs> know come on like <laughs> we're not scientists we're not supposed to know we this are definitely not scientists <laughs> we're and def- we're not experts not experts by any means but that is all we've got time for today we've chewed your ear off enough uh, we've got little Iggy. We named our embryo Iggy. <laughs> Iggy is on ice. And in the next ep, we will tell you why Iggy came off ice sooner than expected. Indeed. Lots, lots and lots of stories to come. But stay tuned, subscribe, review, rate, all the rest. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.